0: BLOB TALK RADIO your host Wesley Gray speaking to you live from Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio Show. Again, it's a pleasure to have you with us this evening. I do thank you for taking your time to join us. And I assure you that you're going to be pleasantly uh, surprised and informed about um, the content of the show. It's a pleasure that I have uh, a Mr. Keith Francis uh, on the show with us as our guest. And he's one of the renowned and uh, most celebrated uh, entrepreneurs on the Internet uh, seemed uh, today. He has a wealth of information that I'm sure would be of interest. Um, he's been a private business owner in the uh, corporate sector, as well as senior advisors to multiple businesses, and uh, he's a, um, an excellent coach, uh, as a matter of fact, an expert marketing coach, and I have the pleasure of having him as a colleague and business associate and friend. So I'd like to just, uh, uh, as always, pay homage uh, to the One Most High, to our ancestors. And again, I thank all of you throughout the cyber world uh, for sharing your energy and and your time and um, your caring uh, uh, appreciation of us being able to connect worldwide. So without further ado, I will invite uh Mr Keith Francis to join us um a moment Charlie Hello, Keith, can you hear me yeah
1: i'm I'm here. I have a question for you though, sir, if you don't mind yes indeed yeah who, who was that that you were introducing just now because that didn't sound like me
0: <laughs> well uh that's uh, very modest of you my my friend but uh indeed uh you are the person that I was introducing <laughs> all right
1: i 'll take it for what it 's worth that. I appreciate it i 'm humbled by it, but I, I never saw myself like that to be quite frank with you
0: Well, you are, and uh, well, that 's just a sign of one who is uh, you know uh, not dealing with uh, ego and 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 dealing with the uh, intent of being of service as opposed to one. Uh, receiving this service as it was. I, I got it. I understand. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, you're quite welcome. And I want to thank you also uh, for being part of my life and and sharing your uh, uh, your energy and expertise and and friendship with me as well. Well, that's an honor, sir. Well, it's my pleasure. Uh, as I mentioned earlier to the listening audience, uh, you know, you have been uh, involved with. The internet uh, um, business community for quite some time and and even more so within the corporate uh, sector uh, as a business owner and I would like to start off the show by asking if you could just share with the listening audience uh, a, a, a little bit about uh, your uh, experience within those particular sectors of corporate private business as well as within uh, the um, Internet business community.
1: Sure, Wes, I'll be more than happy to. Uh, I think I've I, I mentioned this to you before. I, I've actually uh, been self-employed now since, and it, it's hard to either fathom, uh, but it's since 1985. And prior to that, uh, after getting out of the Marine Corps in the early 70s, uh, I went to work for AT&T as a cable repairman. And about two years uh, into my employment there, I was promoted into management. And really, uh, at that time, thought that that was going to be my career. Uh, If you would have asked anybody back then, they would have said the same thing. And I gradually worked my way up uh, to management. But along the way, uh, things just became stressful. It seemed like the higher I got in management, uh, the more stressful it became. And so myself and... uh, a former partner uh, who also worked at the phone company at the same time, we decided to start a part-time business back then, something that we could do around our 12-hour day schedules uh, with AT&T as managers, and that was a janitorial company. Well, just to fast forward, in 1985, uh, the telephone company, AT&T, started offering early retirement packages for management, and I knew and I wanted to get away from there, Uh, in the worst way, but quite frankly, there was just that fear, you know, of of leaving that security, but I knew if I didn't take that leap of faith in 85 when they were offering that package, uh, that I was never going to do it, so that's what I ended up doing, and from there, as they say, I guess the rest is history, because we turned that janitor, or I did, my partner stayed with the phone company, so I went went out uh, on my own from there. And we turned that part time janitorial business into a full time business. We also added a coffee franchise and drapery cleaning division. I ended up uh, subsequently buying a janitorial franchise. Uh, we had about one hundred and eighty employees and ended up being the largest franchise owner for that particular janitorial company uh, it 's well known within the cleaning industry and uh, But that too came with its challenges. The money was great. That stress from uh, having to take orders from a boss, I hated that was all gone. But at the same time, the stress was my family was young at the time, my my children were. And I spent so much time away from home trying to provide for them with the business, let alone the challenges of having nearly 200 employees, that my, my kids literally grew up around me but i wasn't there and i just swore that uh, that wasn't going to be the rest of my life so that's what actually made me look for something i could do for my home and i started dabbling into mail order eventually opened up uh, a computer finance business because it was something where my children were actually working with me and we did that for a few years until that market because we worked in the subprime market and when that dried up uh... i had been introduced to uh... the internet at that time was still afraid of it And I had also been introduced to network marketing, Uh, really wasn't interested in it because the way I was introduced to it, I just I didn't understand how you could make money the way folks were telling me. So uh, long story short, by the year in 1989, I I got into networking, but I was trying to do things a little bit different. I was trying to build it the way that I had been taught how to build a business and the way that I was taught how to manage a business when I was with AT&T, and that's through uh, accumulating customers, the things that attracted me both to the internet and to networking, uh, it was actually two things. Number one, it was the idea of being able to create leverage because I knew what leverage was. You know, from, from the time when I owned my own businesses, you leverage yourself through your employees, and uh, I love the uh, the sales pitch, if you will, of networking where you could create leverage, but not through employees, but through business partners. And then I also understood the concept of residual income because I had residual income, particularly in my uh, janitorial business, meaning, you know, you'd go out and you'd get the contract and as long as you did the work properly, you'd get paid month after month. So Mm -hmm. those are the two things that really drew me into networking. And then, of course, when the Internet came along, I just uh, initially I saw that as a faster and more cost-effective way To do the same things that you know I had been doing prior to the internet uh, coming about, so hopefully that'll bring you up to speed.
0: Oh yes, yes, that's a quite interesting uh, story you just shared, and I I like the uh, the connection you make with residual income uh, with regard to your janitorial business. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and a lot of people it seems they miss that 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 understanding in terms of uh, network marketing or multi level marketing.
1: Yeah you know no, that they, for
0: me that that was important, uh, Wesley,
1: and if that criteria wasn't there, uh, you and I wouldn't be talking today because there's no way in the world that I would have even uh stuck in the industry long enough to understand it and figure out, you know, what was wrong and what was right, you know, mm-hmm. if that potential for residual income wasn't there.
0: Mhm. Even a person who owns a, a beauty salon or a barber shop experiences residual income. Absolutely. So I, Absolutely. Yeah, you're, yep. you're renting out um, booth space for uh, salon uh, hairstylists or chair space for a barber shop. I mean, for a barber, uh, that barber is paying rent for that space, right? Absolutely. And then, and then they have people that come and have their hair, hair cut, if not a style, every month or so. A-
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Believe it or not, uh, one of the things that, and, of course, I, I, I learned this from my days working with uh, AT&T, You know, we were always taught that customers are the lifeblood of your business, and Mm -hmm. you should spend most of your money and your effort and your time getting that customer, okay? Well, if you're going to do that, why in the world would you put forward effort to keep that customer?
0: Ah, yes.
1: If that makes sense to you.
0: Oh, it makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. And and a lot of people, uh, I think they become very uh, clear with regard to Especially today, the customer service is tantamount to being uh, a successful business owner. Absolutely. Um, without that, you're not going to be successful. Not and, and long that, term. Oh no, yeah, yeah. It might be short term, but not long term. That's true. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you know that just brings us to the the theme of the show, uh, the paradigm shift of, of the changing of the culture within the community of network marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that has me excited uh, because mm-hmm. of the fact that, you know, with working with you, it's nothing like uh, dealing with people of like mind, mm-hmm. you know, that law of attraction, because then that's half of the hurdle, you know. Or no, oh, I agree mm-hmm.
1: with you. Mm-hmm. you within know, this community,
0: with a lot of people have been, unfortunately, going back, I've been involved with this uh, type of business model of uh, network marketing and multi-level marketing uh, for some 25-plus years. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times you will find a an opportunity that's very attractive. However, the people who uh, so-called sponsor you might not be the most, <laughs> no pun intended, attractive personality that you'd want to associate yourself with because they don't have the you know, they don't have the mindset of customer service. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that we have discussed time and time again as of late. And, of course, it's a pleasure. It's a refreshing when you're able to connect with people who either you're sponsoring or who's sponsoring you or who owns the company, if you will, uh, who has the customer service piece in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you remember, Wesley,
1: I mean, you and I met – Oh, my gee, uh, I'm sorry, 2005, almost going on 10 years. That's that's a long time. And even back then, uh, uh, let me me go even further back than that. When I first decided to get involved in networking, uh, and this was before the Internet, my concept was, uh, because once again I understood the importance of customers, is that I wanted to find a company where I could uh, build a customer base, and then i could take that knowledge of what it took me to build that customer base share that with other folks and create leverage in my business which obviously was the other key and mm-hmm. if i were marketing a product or service that people would buy again you know whether it was through a subscription or because they just simply wanted to because it was helping them and it was affordable you know then i could achieve everything that i wanted well the model made all the sense in the world to me, but as I soon found out, the longer I was in networking, is that it didn't make sense, or, well, I don't want to say it didn't make sense. Most of the companies in networking uh, didn't subscribe, or most of the companies that I saw didn't subscribe to that model. And here's what I mean by that: is the And I could never understand this, and I still don't understand it today, uh, because I know it's crazy. From a business standpoint, I can never understand how companies will tell you that 90% of its customers could also be its distributors and that Mm. that business model would be sustainable for the part-time person, which makes up 95% of the industry, or the new person who's just coming into networking. How that model could be sustainable. I mean, not only does the math not make sense, the statistics bear it out. You know that it's not a sustainable business model. Well, if it's not sustainable, then throw away residual income. Mm. Because if it's not if it's not sustainable, then you don't you can't have residual income. Does that make sense? No,
0: well, it makes sense one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: so anyway, and and that's been the battle that I've constantly seen in networking. And to the industry's credit, there are some companies in the industry that believe in the concept of, you know, where a part of their formula for success, all the way down to their distributors, is also a customer acquisition program. But what I found in a lot of those cases is where the person uh, has to have some type of sales background, Or they can be trained in sales, and unfortunately for most people, the the truth is, you know, they don't want to uh, be a professional salesperson. They just don't want to do it, and I understand that. And then the other, on the other end, is that oftentimes the prices of the products are cost prohibitive. For the average consumer outside of networking, in other words, network marketers will buy it, uh, but when you go to consumers outside of networking who don't want anything to do with your business, they're interested in what the product or service can do for them, it's not cost-friendly uh, or, or it's, it's not cost for them or consumer-friendly for them, so most of them won't buy it or they won't continue buying it. And, and, and those are the kind of problems that I constantly saw over and over again. So anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, with that, you hit it right on the head there in terms of the, uh, the the price points of products that people may need, but finding that they can buy it at a regular supermarket, mm-hmm. you know, at costs at the equal cost if not less, mm-hmm. and, and then of course those people who are, are persuaded to join an organization, even though they have no intent of becoming a salesperson. Yep, and they're told that they're not really required to sell this to shared information. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I laugh because
1: that's a part of the uh, the stick, as they say.
0: Yeah) <laughs> Well, you know, we've come a long way. I think that the the industry has matured as as everything, you know, as we mature as as human beings, you know, from being an infant to a child to a teenager to an adult. Uh, we constantly are going through a learning process, mm-hmm. and I think the industry now has gotten to a level that it's being forced to become adult, to grow up, to be grown ups in terms of the way business of this nature is being shared.
1: Yeah, well, a part of that's also regulatory too, as you you're becoming more and more familiar with uh, the with the advent of the internet, things are are, are a lot more exposed, if you will. And uh, things that you could quietly do or that networking companies could quietly do years ago, that's not the case today because it's so easy for the word to spread. And Mm -hmm. there have been several instances over the last few years, you know, where companies have been brought to task. Uh, At one time it was just the uh, out-and-out scams, if you will, uh, that were shut down. But now even companies that have been around for years that have used that, Unfortunately, that internal consumption model that we spoke about before where 95% of a company's customers also as
0: distributors, that's coming <laughs> under more and more scrutiny now. So, Right, precisely. And, of course, you have the the, the popular culture, uh, or should I say the people who normally would not get involved yes. because of the fact that they were gainfully employed. Yes. Now that you have this unemployment rate, which has skyrocketed, you know, Mm-hmm. Beyond uh, any time previously in history, mm-hmm. now you have people who are very astute and have a mindset of not making this a hobby or as mm-hmm. a sideline income, but mm-hmm. you know looking forward to actually supplementing a full-time job. I agree. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to take it, you know, take any shorts as it were, uh, you know, that people would be inclined to in the past. Well, because so you're correct about the the, the regulatory. Um, uh, uh, systems uh, being more um, uh, astute and, and more proactive uh, because of the fact that the people are, are forcing that to, to be to, you know to be ha- to, you know to happen.
1: Well, so, you know uh, it, it, it's funny that you say that, Wesley. Uh, one of one of the things, and and, I, and I've shared this with people time and time again. One of the things that's always baffled me is that sometimes as network marketers, we tend to live in this very isolated. Uh, community where we we actually start to believe that the world uh, revolves or, and evolves around us when yeah. the exact when the exact opposite is true. Uh, yeah, true. for example, you know uh, as a market, if you will, uh, networking probably makes up maybe five percent of the population, if that much. Uh-huh. Uh, but but there is a much, much larger segment of the population for various reasons that would not even entertain. Uh, starting a business in network marketing. And I'm, I'm just being truthful with you. And the primary reason behind that is that they see it, quite frankly, as an internal consumption pyramid scheme
0: yes. you know, where,
1: where there are no real customers involved, where the products are priced too high to even get real customers involved. And that's unfair to the industry and to those companies that are trying to do it the right way. But, mm-hmm. what, you know, what we're finding Now is that there are a lot of people out there, just those people you were talking about who may have been in uh, traditional uh, jobs who would love to be able to work from home, that are very, very receptive when you talk to them about a business, a networking business for that matter, where where, uh, acquiring customers, real customers, are a part of your formula for success. Yes. you'd be amazed at the response and receptiveness that you get from folks like that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, I'm happy you mentioned that because, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier this week, or last week actually, that uh, I had a couple of businesses that uh, have shown an interest. Uh, one is a health, um, a health store, mm-hmm. and I was just speaking with my wife, with Dora, that uh, I had an aha moment in terms of these health stores, uh, some of them doing extremely well, especially the franchise ones. You know, mm-hmm. the GNCs and so forth. I don't know if you have that out in Texas. And yes. I forgot to share with the audience that you're, you're you, you live in Texas. Yeah, right and outside I'm of in, Dallas and Irving. Oh yes, and, yeah, and I I'm live in here in cowboy country. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, indeed, uh, one has to to rustle a or hustle or, uh, a herd of interest. <laughs> And, and I'm here in New York City, where you have the slick, so-called the the city slickers, and um, pun intended, of course, with the Wall Street community and and uh, those people who are really heavy hitters, so-called heavy hitters within the uh, the corporate sector, uh, in terms of being able to leverage their dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of that, you have those people who are gun shy, who have buyer's remorse. You know who have been approached going back, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and uh, of course they are the ones who run away from you and don't want to answer the phone uh, if you approach them about the prospects of getting involved with uh, multi-level marketing or network sure. marketing. Oh, absolutely. But then, but then we always have that new crop, that new uh, energy, the the new uh, 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 group of people who are just graduating from high school coming out of college, those who are the baby boomers, as it were, mm-hmm. who are retired, who are looking for a way to supplement their income or uh, to give a kickstart in their uh, in their life with regard to being ec- uh, economically uh, sustainable in terms of their lifestyle. Absolutely. And, uh, this is where I think we come in uh, with a breath of fresh air by being part of this new um, Revolution, if you pardon the expression, mm-hmm. of change in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, so, one, one. I'm
1: sorry, Wesley. Uh, no, go on, go on. Yeah, no. One of you're making me think of something as as I'm listening to you. One of the things that I found, and it really, I I guess my business background just, you know, because of the importance of customers. I mean, it's been drilled in my head ever since I was in my early 20s, as I told you, with AT&T and carry me throughout my traditional business life as well as through networking and anything that I've ever done, you know, the importance of having customers in a business. But I've been surprised at times, you know, when I've talked to people in networking, and especially those, and and, and I feel sorry for them in a way, where they were taught, if you will, uh, incorrectly Mm -hmm. what this industry was about, You know, Mm -hmm. where they honestly believe, and, you know, you talk to the average person, they're good people. Most people in network marketing are good people, but they've been led to believe, and they honestly believe that you can build a sustainable business, you know, where 90% of the customers are the distributors. They honestly believe that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, and it's crazy. Because if, if you can get people just to step back for a minute and look at it objectively and just run the numbers and then look at the statistics, it will tell you that you can't. Hmm,
0: hmm, 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 hmm. And, but and anyway. unfortunately, unfortunately, through the greed and ego of uh, those people who own these network marketing companies, mm-hmm. um, they tell the new pe- person who joins to make a list of 100 names of family members and friends. Uh, that, that may nope. have
1: worked uh, 60 years ago when networking was brand new.
0: Yeah. Uh, most
1: people today, they'll run from you like the plague when that happens, unfortunately. And then what? what you're doing is you're setting people up for failure.
0: And not only that, you're setting people up to dismantle um, their, their, their family, um, you know, community and connectiveness and closeness. And, you know, once you get people involved from family and friends, and they invest money, no matter yep. how small it may be, yep. uh, if they're not going to have a good experience, you know, that tarnishes the relationship. Absolutely. I agree. So yeah. we have many people uh, throughout the years in our age group and a little bit younger who have had the unfortunate experience of bringing family members and friends involved with their business experience within the network marketing community who now suffer uh the closeness and the truck so Can I can I flip that for
1: you west I mean you you you're saying something that's near and dear to me and and it, it almost is a part of how I teach you know the mm-hmm. way that we build our business uh you know I ask people you know if you were to make a list you know because they've all heard if you were to make a list of all of your friends and family and coworkers uh neighbors whomever you know the, uh, you always have me- put the milkman on there put, put whomever you could come in contact with Uh, and make that list. And then, of course, the next thing you're asked to do is to invite them to a call or invite them into a meeting uh, or send them to a website about your business.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And and most people agree. And I said, you know, what percentage? You know, Now, obviously, if you've got a, a, a strong sphere of influence within those people, then you're going to have more success. I said, but what do you think the average success rate is when somebody does that? Mm-hmm. And most people don't know. Well, believe it or not, it's less than one in a hundred. That's the average. Okay, so you're you're already setting people up for failure. In other words, I mean that rejection and a rejection leads to failure. But I asked people to flip that, and I said, now keep that same list that you had of all the people that you have influence with, that people that respect and trust you. And what if instead of you uh, making that list to tell people about your business, where well, the vast majority of them they do not they're nowhere near uh, interested in your business, let alone investing $500 or whatever, and then committing you know, to $100 or more a month you know, on products that they don't even know if they're going to like, uh, let alone if they'd want to recommend them to somebody else. And then you're asking them to put $500 or up to $500 or more on their credit card, once again, for products that they don't even know if they're going to like, let alone whether they're going to recommend them to somebody. I said, what if you took that same list, and instead of going to them with that approach, that if you had a product uh let's say you decided you were going to market a product and you knew the product really helped people and let's say if it was for, it was for something as simple as relieving stress okay but it was it was a healthy product and it was affordable for folks and you had a way to to share that product with them with all all, all of the gotchas you know the uh the hidden fine print you know, where you're putting them on some kind of recurring payment system without telling them, you know, what if you could just straightforwardly invite people to try a product that you knew was going to help them, and you weren't asking them to join your business. It was simply a product that if they liked it, they could buy it again, and if they didn't like it, you know, well, I appreciate you trying it. What if you mm-hmm. did really do that? And most folks will tell me, well, well that's great, Keith, but there's nothing like that out there. And, see, that's the problem. Because yes. what, you, what you share with them makes too much sense, but they don't even know mm-hmm. that it exists. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Well, well now, though, with, with the economy being the way it has been for the last uh, five years, if not a little bit longer, you know, with the bailouts of banks and investment companies and, and the auto industry and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, the market as a whole, uh, the, the business community as a whole, rather, has been forced to, to, to uh, swallow a pill of reality. Oh, yeah. And that is they can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. No, not at all. You know? No, so no. they've been forced to become more realistic and to take the price points uh, and reduce them to a level which is affordable and, and also uh, justifiable and fair.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And yeah. And also their customer service, they had to kick that up a notch especially with competing with outsourcing services overseas and products and, and services overseas, we're now becoming more and more competitive. And uh, that will uh, be what our conversation will be after we take a short break. I'm really excited about hearing what you have to say about that. You shared that with me uh, in private conversation, and I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to share this with our listening audience. Sure. So with that being said, I'd like everyone to give us a moment. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we will be back with you momentarily. And tuning in again, uh, my name is Wesley Gray, speaking to you from New York City Live. Um, My show, Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio, is um, a show that is featured every week. As a matter of fact, I will start a format which will be sharing the show every day, every evening for that matter, and stay tuned for further uh, announcements and information regarding that. As I mentioned earlier, we have uh, a guest, uh, those of you who are just tuning in, uh, uh, Mr. Keith Francis is online with us, he's our special featured guest, and uh, Keith, are you with me? I'm here, sir. Great, wonderful. So as we were speaking uh, regarding the, uh, the industry and, and, and also the uh, world industry and, and as a whole, uh, there's a new paradigm which has been shaping for the last few years. And I think that it's refreshing to know that this area of interest that we're involved with in terms of business interests of network marketing is taking the vanguard, as it were, and within that change of culture and so forth. So can we elaborate more about that on your end?
1: Uh, you're asking me, Wesley? Yes. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, well, let me back up for just one minute and and try to uh, lay the groundwork so this will be easier for uh, your guests to understand. You know, one of the things that happened uh, with the advent of the Internet, of course, and especially from a networking standpoint, is that uh, a lot of network marketers, I'm going all the way back to the – I guess the mid uh nineteen to uh, mid to late nineteen nineties where uh, folks really saw the internet uh you know as um that speed train if you will, you know as opposed to taking a train that may have gone uh fifty miles an hour to get from let's say New Orleans to Chicago, you could now take that speed train that went five hundred miles an hour to get you there you know that much quicker, and that's what the internet became for a lot of folks myself included, where we saw the ability to reach a lot more people a lot faster and much more cost-effectively. And that's true. I mean, when it's done properly, that is true. And it's even more true today than it was back then with the advent of social media sites like Facebook and Instagram and all the other ones out there and all the blogging and things that folks are doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's a double-edged sword because here's what's happened. While folks have been perfecting the ways to take advantage of the Internet and not only just here locally in the u.s. but as you mentioned before globally reaching out to people where quite frankly it makes it much easier for you to if you will uh, begin building the foundation for a networking business the problem is the model of networking really didn't change where it was still that internal consumption model so where you had this new high-speed train called the internet you were still trying to drive it if you will with a model that was inherently flawed, you know, where 90% or more of a company's customers were also as distributors. Now, let me qualify that for you, Wesley. That will work in many cases for the company obviously a lot longer because to the company, they see you as a distributor, but they also see you as a customer. In other words, you're the ones who are buying their products. The problem comes in when you are the average part-time distributor where you don't have all of those product users. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be sustainable for the company far longer than it is for the part-time distributor, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Okay. Well, and, here's what, go ahead. And also, uh, they uh, know that indeed uh, they are only going to be able to attract uh, a certain amount of people and sustain them for a certain amount of time, which is usually yeah. three to six months. That, yeah, well, the average is
1: within the first 90 days if someone's not making money. you got to remember, most people who start a network marketing business, they're starting a small business. They're starting it to earn an income. And yes. if after 90 days they're spending more than they're earning, uh, people mm-hmm. are not dumb. People are not going to continue to do that. You know, the belief and the hope is that the product means enough to them, okay, and regardless of what the product or service is, that even though they're not making money after 90 days, that they're mm-hmm. going to continue to spend money on it. Well, that's where the attrition starts happening, and then it just rolls itself up. But but, but he, here's the problem that's been presented. While the Internet has literally co- uh, created uh, an explosion in network marketing, especially over the last 15 years, Okay, mm-hmm. it, it's also exposed people to the flaws that much sooner. So there uh, are that yeah, many yeah. more people that are aware of the flaws today. Than there would have been ten or fifteen years ago when everything was still done you know locally and through direct mail does that make yes. sense to you?
0: It makes a lot of sense yeah it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. and and what it did the internet um, it fired up more of the greed exactly with, with the owners because now they figured they could churn and burn more people
1: well here, and, and it's funny that you say that, and I, and I always tell people this you know i, I it, it if you understand the inherent flaw in the model, meaning it's impossible, it's impossible, Walmart couldn't do it, okay? If Walmart mm-hmm. depended on 90% of their sales to come from their employees, they mm-hmm. would have been out of business years ago, okay? With the exception of maybe Forex trading and investing in the stock market or in rare coins or something like that, I don't mm-hmm. know of many businesses that are sustainable without real customers. I, I, I honestly mm-hmm. don't. It, it's it's impossible, Okay. So and if if you look at the model and and you know that you know that can't work well why aren't more companies trying to fix it I it it just it baffles me and the problem can be fixed because there are companies that are doing
0: it you know to one degree or another Mhm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well that that brings us to the point I know that we we've been online on on the show for uh about a half an hour and there's uh, we can talk more for another hour, if not more, about the nuances of the business. And um, at this point, you know, I'd like you to, uh, if not promise, you know, to consider coming back on the show with us in the future, sure. so we can get into the the nuances of the of the of the business of network marketing and multi level marketing. But uh, what I think would be of interest now would be for. Uh, you to share with us how we came to work with one another, uh, the fact that indeed we're involved with a company that is owned by a gentleman by the name of Scotty Paulson, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've known him off and on since the year 2005, and we uh, lost contact, at least I did, uh, with him, and you reconnected with him. And I'd just like you to share with the listening audience uh, the whole scenario in terms of how you and I are working together with uh, Scotty Paulson.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, go back a little bit further than that, Wesley. Uh, I actually first uh, became aware of Scotty back around 1996, um, when he st- right after he had started his first direct sales company. And the thing mm-hmm. that attracted me to his company back then uh, was because he was doing exactly what we were talking about, and remember one thousand nine hundred and ninety six was really pre internet days but yes. what what attracted me to his company was that he actually had a customer acquisition model in place within his company. He was selling uh, a dietary supplement it was actually a weight loss supplement. the price point was right it was only twenty nine dollars for a month supply. The product was really helping people, but I was just I, I, I was floored that you know somebody had figured it out and had gotten it right. You know, a good product in a high demand market at the right price point that really was helping people, where people noticed results quickly. You know, because of the appetite suppressant in it. And I, and while I didn't join his company because I, at that time you got to remember I, I had uh, my janitorial franchise, uh, I was still intrigued, and I never forgot the guy. Okay. Anyway, fast forward to 2004. At the end of 2004, when I was a full-time in network marketing, one of the companies that uh, I had been working with uh, decided that they were going to go back and do things the wrong way, even though they had committed to us that they were going to do things the right way. And at Mm -hmm. the end of 2004, I found myself looking again. Well, lo and behold, I learned about a company that was getting ready to launch, and one of the co-founders of that company was none other than Scotty Paulson again. And that excited Uh. me. Yeah, that excited me. And when I found out what the product was, that excited me even more. Uh, That's when you and I ended up meeting. And we literally had a ball in that company, especially for the first two years. As as you know, uh, I'm originally from New Orleans, and I was living in New Orleans during the time of that company launch. And, of course, that was the same time that Hurricane Katrina hit. And I would tell uh, the story for the longest time after Hurricane Katrina that because of the money, the residual income, that I earned with that company uh, for several years. It literally took care of not only my immediate family but my children's families uh, while we were all transitioning our lives after the storm. And had it not been for that, uh, I don't know where we would have been. But, yeah, no, really. We're going to fast forward a little bit more. Unfortunately, uh, Scotty and his partner, they parted ways uh, at the end of 2007, and, unfortunately, that company uh, wasn't the same afterwards. And, you know, we tried to get the owner uh, to do things that we knew should have been done, things that Scotty was doing for us, uh, but it didn't happen. And to be quite frank with you, since that time, it's been a challenge, you know, looking for uh, the right fit again. And so much to the point, as I, I shared with you, that I wonder whether or not the industry was ever going to get it together. As I said, that there were other companies out there, you know that uh, that had a good customer acquisition model in place, but what I was finding with most of those companies was that it was cost prohibitive for the average uh, or, or the typical person that was starting his business on a part-time basis to be able to uh, afford to even invest in those companies to almost mm-hmm. to the point where it became franchise like you know mm-hmm. with, with, with the amount of money that it would take to really get those businesses going. And then, lo and behold, uh, everything always happens for a reason. Uh, I uh, get a letter from Scotty Paulson a few months ago that uh, he is coming out of retirement, if you will, and that he and his wife, Suzanne, they are building their business model again with a new direct sales company, but now they're doing it better than they've even done it before. And that was hard for me to imagine. How could you do it better because, in his previous company, I had personally enrolled over five hundred uh, retail customers, not distributors, but retail customers, you know, because of the model that we had. in other words, it paid us well, it paid us a good commission, it was a great product, had a lot of value for consumers. It worked quickly, people felt results from it. It was in a high impact uh, market and and I kept asking myself how uh, was he going to do it better well. I guess sometimes it's better not to ask yourself that question rather than just to tell him to show you. And and one of the things that I loved about working with Scott even from before is that he actually listened, you know, when people mm-hmm. made suggestions. Not that he would do everything that you asked him to do or recommended, but he would listen to you. And in mm-hmm. more cases than not, if it made financial sense for the company, it made financial sense for the consumer, and if it made financial sense for the distributor, you could almost put a check mark next to it; he'd get it done. How uh, that, that's where we are today? So, anyway,
0: yeah. Well, you know, that's, I'm happy you shared that 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 brief history of of your relationship with with, with uh, Scotty.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I think it's a very unique one. You know, mm-hmm. I've been in a couple of business opportunities. You know, and and uh, yours is one of the most unique uh, experiences I've heard, especially with uh, a person such as. Uh, 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 Paulson Mm -hmm. Scotty happens to be A person like you say who is approachable I've spoken with him a couple of times And um, I'm very Encouraged with uh, knowing That indeed the directions that he's taken His company um, Is going to be one that is going to be uh, A a vanguard In terms of blazing The trail for other uh, Companies within the network marketing Community to take um, the, the name of the company we're involved with is Rev NRG Worldwide, and um, the products that we uh, are involved with, which uh, uh, all of them are very holistic and nutritionally based, um, and, but the flagship product happens to be a product by the name of Chia Vita. Uh, I've been taking and using the product for about a month now, maybe a month and a half, and the previous company that uh, Scotty Paulson owned that um, uh, Keith and I were part of uh, had a similar product uh, that was equally as effective uh, initially uh, in terms of its initial impact. But the new product, Chia Vita, is, is like Keith would, said, would say rather, is on uh, steroids <laughs> in terms of it, is, is, uh, the uh, potency. Would you like to share with the listening audience uh, your take on this flagship product, Keith? Yeah.
1: Uh, what I, Well, obviously, the, I understand, and, it, you know, they said sometimes minds need to think alike in order for things to really happen. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness Scotty mind uh, thinks like ours, where I know, if you go back to what I, I said earlier, that most people aren't professional salespeople and most mm-hmm. people are looking to start, uh, start a home business on professional salespeople, and they have no desire to become one. And, well, that, That's just the truth. Uh, and I realized early on that if you were going to put people in a good position where they could succeed, especially in the health and wellness industry, is that you had to have products, besides uh, product being affordably priced, you know, for the average consumer, not not the average network marketer, but for the average consumer outside of the business model, yes. that if you're going to really put people in a position where they can succeed, it needs to be a product where folks feel results quickly. And it needs, mm-hmm. to, be, it needs to address a, a problem, if you will, or a challenge that a lot of people have. In other words, you've got to have a large market, and the product has got to deliver results quickly where you don't have to be the one to stand up there and trying to convince people you know, that the product's going to help them. Well, that, Scotty mm-hmm. understands that, too, and those are the kind of flagship products that he develops, and that's what you're describing in Chia Vita uh it it's a product that most people for example let's say uh and this is 80% of the population if they have a problem you know with feeling tired all the time and that and that's almost everybody you talk to uh instead of them you know going to the convenience store the gas station and getting these little energy shots you know that and folks can do their own research you know there's been a lot of uh publicity on uh some negative you know some positive uh Instead of you know taking that at the same you know for the really the same uh, cost per serving or even less expensive, you can you can get that same result but with a safe healthy uh, energy formula, and that's one of the things that Chia Vita does. One of the other things too, and this is uh, this has always impressed me, especially when you start looking at uh, being able to create that sustainable or residual income, is mm-hmm. that with, with ChiaVita's sister product uh, years ago that Scotty formulated. A lot of people were taking the product initially and continued to take it because, you know, of the immediate energy results that they got as well as, uh, you know, that sense of calmness and well-being, helping them with stress, helping them with better sleep, you know, better mental clarity. But people continued taking it for that reason because the results were so uh, noticeable uh, so quickly. Yet what most of us didn't expect or weren't even aware was going to happen back then, and the same thing is happening now with Chia Vita, is that the longer someone takes the product, they start noticing other improvements in their health.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And consequently, what you've got now is a double whammy. You've got the immediate benefits, but you're starting to notice and experience long-term benefits. And let me give you an example. And the the disclaimer is that this product is not designed or has not been uh, approved by the FDA to say what I'm about to say. I'm just giving you the reports, you know, that we're getting is because of some of the uh, ingredients that are in the foods that are used in the product, and they're all from Brazil, okay? Some of those ingredients have actually, for centuries, helped uh, the indigenous people in South America with problems like high blood pressure and high Mm -hmm. blood sugar. And so Mm -hmm. it it wasn't uncommon with the sister product, to Chia Vita, that after folks had been on it for a while, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, in the – uh, Asian, and African communities, okay, for folks to actually see their blood sugar levels starting to balance. I mean, yeah, You remember that being up in New York because folks mm-hmm. up there were going crazy with it. Well, the same thing is happening now with Chia Vita. So that's mm-hmm. where you have the long-term, you know, sustainability in the product. And, and here's what I mean. If somebody has right now the option is taking these d- prescriptive drugs, w- which, quite frankly, is better, They're not having anything at all to help control your blood sugar. But if now you have an affordable product, you know, that's doing the same thing that the drugs are doing, which one do you think people are going to do?
0: They're going to do the one that that sustains the low blood sugar.
1: Absolutely. That means they're going to continue to purchase it. And if they continue to purchase it, it, what's that going to do for you? Mm -hmm. That's going to help you create a residual income, but you're creating that residual income because you're providing something that's helping people.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that's the key. And, and those Absolutely. folks, they, they could care less about your business, Wesley.
0: They care about Absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's, that's something that I'm happy you mentioned, and especially in terms of uh, the, the African-American community, uh, those communities which have a propensity for certain illnesses, mm-hmm. most so than others, and who also cannot afford the medical cost and the, uh, uh, the preemptive uh, uh, measures in lifestyle, which, uh, allows them not to suffer from these illnesses. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that we hope to be able to share throughout um, our uh, involvement with this type of business ongoing is information of how to deal with preventive uh, measures so that and then, of course, preemptive measures to help one be in a total state of wellness uh, on a holistic level. Uh, the product Chiavia, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Keith, comes from Brazil, from the Brazilian rainforest mm-hmm. and all of South, uh, South America. And then it also has uh, the ingredients of acai, yoromati, capucho, and uh, green tea. I'm not sure the pronunciation. Is that Char de Beaujolais? Uh, Charles de yeah, that, that's another,
1: yeah, that's another botanical, uh, botanical from uh, South America as well.
0: Right. And then, of course, certain vitamins uh, such as B12 and B6, and um, and also a cinnamon trig extract. Uh, and I'm very excited about the fact that the sugar content comes from the stevia leaf extract.
1: Yeah, as, as, as opposed to sucralose, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: as opposed to the white sugar and the fructose and corn syrup, and even honey, for that matter. Honey is a natural sweetener, but for some people that's not something that's compatible with their particular uh, dietary needs because of, of the sugar content. Uh, and I'm just excited about the product overall being uh, so holistically imbued with the ingredients that it has.
1: Right. So, yeah, no,
0: well, you, you, you should be, Wes. One of the things, and this is
1: something that we asked Scotty if he would consider doing that, that really has – A lot of folks excited. Now, we knew that we had to change the message of network marketing, and we knew that we had a product that could do it, Uh, and we knew that we had an owner that would work with us to help get that done. And one of the things that we asked Scotty to do was to give us a way to get the product into the hands of as many people as we can. Uh, And, of course, a part of that means affordability. And, you know, for anybody who's been on the Internet for any period of time, you know, they, they see all of the nonsense out there, too. And I'm not talking about network marketing. I'm just talking about with a lot of health and wellness products, you know, where folks will tell you, uh, you you'll get a month free trial. All you have to do is pay the shipping and, you know, within the fine print, before you know it, you, what you've actually done is commit yourself to a sixty seventy dollar a month purchase, and then uh, you, you, it literally takes an act of Congress for you to get them to stop billing you. <laughs> well, it's the truth, you know. And, yeah, you know you, you've seen all the nonsense out there. And what we asked Scotty for, we wanted a, an affordable and a very straightforward way for us. To reach out to people who needed this, them to try it. Okay, we're none of the gotchas. In other words, none of the commitments, none of the auto shipments. Just try the product. Try a bottle of the product. Okay, mm-hmm. and if it helps you, great. You know, and you want to continue being our customer, fantastic. Here's how much the product costs, and we tell them up front. You know, the regular monthly price is twenty nine ninety five plus the shipping. Yep. You know, so people mm-hmm. know that up front okay if they decide that they also want to share with other people and either uh to get their product free or also to earn some additional income fantastic we'd love to have you you know as a part of our business family but the most important thing is you know if if you uh, or someone in your family you know, is impacted by a lot of stress, if you're impacted by uh, chronic pain, if you're impacted by depression, if your life is impacted by uh, always feeling tired and fatigued, if you're impacted or somebody in your family is impacted uh, by having high blood sugar, you know, try a bottle of the product. Try a 30-ounce bottle. Okay, with no commitment, and our company will send it to you for nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents, and that includes not only a thirty-ounce bottle, it also includes a two-ounce beautiful shot glass, and most importantly, it also includes the shipping and handling. So for nineteen ninety-five, you know, Scotty is allowing us to invite people to try the product with no strings attached whatsoever, and we absolutely love it.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's really a win-win situation. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that in terms of those people who are listening in on this show, and I uh, implore that, uh, it, that you share this information with those in your circle of, of um, uh, other network marketers and Internet-based uh, entrepreneurs that, indeed, we have something here that is so unique, uh, that it's going to generate a paradigm shift in the way business has been uh, experienced within the network marketing community. I, I want to also, before I forget, share with the listening audience that my website, where you can get more information about uh, our products and the opportunity, is, please go to uh, healthisalwayswealth.com. Again, I repeat, that's health is alwayswealth.com, and at that site, you will be able to uh, receive, or should I say, uh, uh, acquire more information about the company and the product line and also how you can order if you're interested in uh, ordering as a customer, and of course, if you're interested in the business opportunity, you can access, access that information as well. And also I must share the fact that when I initially uh, joined Scotty Paulson's company uh, with Keith uh, as an associate and colleague back then, uh, I was using the, the sister product and I ran my 14th marathon back in 2010. And um, I'm 70 years of age uh, this year and I'm training for my 15th marathon. As a matter of fact, you can go to WesleyGray.org and you'll find um, pictures of me running the New York City Marathon at the Roadrunners link. Again, that's www.WesleyGray.org, and you will see pictures of me uh, as I start in in Staten Island, New York City, and end the 26-mile race in Central Park. Uh, Manhattan New York City and uh, I say that to say that I don't expect everyone listening to be able to entertain running a marathon Uh, it takes a lot of training and dedication and focus but I do want to inspire those of you to exercise as much as possible at least for a half an hour to take a half hour walk per day if possible and to do any type of an aerobic exercise that you can do at home uh, you'll find that, indeed, as the adage is shared in the running community, that the body keeps score, and it is so true. Uh, and by using the products that we have spoken about, they will assist you in, uh, in your body maximizing its health and keeping score uh, in the positive as opposed to in, on the negative end. Um, briefly, what I'd like you to do, Keith, if you could is explain the uh, business opportunity. I think you got into it uh, earlier, but also the retail end. We touched on that. And also mentioning the concept of paying it forward and uh, how that is something that's incorporated within our marketing um, model.
1: Yeah. Well, as I said before, Wesley, one of the things that we asked Scotty to do, that it didn't matter whether someone was interested in becoming a customer or they're even considering building a business with us. If you go back once again to that same thing we said, we believe that before asking someone to spend even $100, okay, if they are looking at a business, that you should know whether or not the product that you'll be marketing is, number one, something that could help you or a loved one, and just as importantly, If it does help you, would it be something that you'd want to recommend to someone else? We don't want to see people – that's one of the problems that we see in the industry, that folks have to spend so much money before they even know if a business is going to be a good fit for them, before they know if a product is a product that can help them or help other people or a product they want to recommend to others. So we love the the idea that anybody – regardless of whether they're interested in looking at our business or just looking at our product as a consumer. Anyone can try the product for $19.95. We love that. So we, we, we feel that that's different then. If someone decides afterwards, which I've, you know, had as I shared with you, I've had happen to me twice in the last couple of days that someone was looking at the business and started out just like uh, I described just now, where you know they wanted to try the product first. When they were ready to actually become distributors or our new business partners, unlike a lot of companies, you know, where they're asking you to spend five hundred dollars or more, the cost to start a business with us. Once again, this is Scotty uh is only thirty nine ninety five plus shipping and that includes a bottle of your product, that includes your corporate website, plus your corporate retail shopping cart, plus your business portal where you manage your business. You know, all of that for thirty nine ninety five. And then the cost to keep your business active every month is twenty nine ninety five plus the shipping. And to take to take it a step further if you want to negate that twenty nine ninety five that it costs to keep your business active every month, then once you enroll three retail customers who are purchasing the product every month, okay, that will negate it because we earn 33% uh, commissions, you know, off of every purchase that any retail customer ever makes. So, I mean, he, Scotty has allowed us to build this out to help the average part-time person who's on a limited budget, who doesn't want to go out here and become a professional salesperson, who doesn't want to have to convince anybody of anything, who doesn't want to go to their family and friends and ask them or try to convince them to join a business. Scotty has allowed us to take the business model that he already had in place and to further develop it where we really are trying to create something that's, that's set up to eliminate all of the negatives that have kept people from succeeding in our industry.
0: Fantastic! That's that's awesome. Uh, I, I I really uh, appreciate what you just shared, and I think that those who are listening uh, equally appreciate this information. And I'm excited and rejuvenated. Uh, I've always been excited, but even now, as I'm more, I, I hear about this opportunity and what we have to share um, with those who have been on uh, the sidelines waiting for this type of situation to occur with regard to the changing of the culture. Uh, This is very refreshing to know and to be part of. So, again, uh, Keith, I thank you so much for uh, sharing your evening with us and your expertise and your experiences um, throughout the years, and I hope that uh, we can invite you again on the show. I'll be more than happy to, serve My honor and my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, with that being said, uh, I, I give my, um, my wishes, my well wishes to uh, your family, to your dear wife, uh, Diane. And we look forward to having you on within the near future. And um, thanks again, my brother. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, working with you. And we're looking forward to uh, bringing people along with us. So hey, you're have very a- welcome, sir.
1: Tell your beautiful wife, Dora, I said hello, sir.
0: Thank you. we Will do. Have a okay. good one now. Thank bye you, bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye. You're welcome.